0: hey welcome to this week's episode of the i love you insert name podcast i love you insert name is a weekly podcast and blog full of affirmations and joy that teaches us how to stay present connected and grateful i'm your host erica recording from my couch in new orleans louisiana our guest today is adriana a seasoned tattoo artist who moved to new york city from bogota colombia in 2011 and quickly became one of my closest friends Tune in to learn more about her career, her passions, and how she chooses to stay present in this ever-evolving world. it on my podcast today. I know you had a very long commute here.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, very long walk from my bedroom.
0: All the way to our couch. Yes. <laughs> yeah, Adriana and I have known each other for a very long time. We met in a very romantic capacity on Tinder. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> and I very promptly blew her off after going on eh, maybe one or two dates and... She basically came back around into my life after about 15 minutes and said, Hey, can we be friends now? Are you done being a moron? And we've been best friends ever since, and it's been many, many years. So I'm very excited to have her on the podcast today to talk to you all about where she came from, where she is right now, and where she hopes to be. Um, Adriana, you grew up in Bogota, Colombia, um, and you were sort of the black sheep of the family. Can you tell the uh, audience a little bit about what it was like growing up there and, and your experiences around your
1: identity? Yeah, pretty much both of the sides of my family, like my mom's family and my dad's family, uh, were pretty conservative. Um, my mom was an artist, but she was the only one pretty much that was supporting me being you know, edgy and eclectic <laughs> and artsy. Uh, she was like, oh, just let her do whatever she wants. And my dad, you know, was like, his like vein was like exploding because <laughs> um, he was a military guy. So he always wanted me to be like, you're going to business school and all sorts of stuff like that. And um, so, yeah, I always kind of felt like I was different and I was out of place. Even in school, it was always, I was always just the artsy kid. Like if you asked anybody to describe me, all of my life growing up was like art kid.
0: Art kid. Freaks unite. Yes. (laughs) And uh, did you have a lot of friends growing up or were you kind of a loner?
1: When I got held back in sixth grade, I became really good friends and really, really close to someone that I was already close to before, but that's when you know, it really became like a really amazing friendship and she's been friends with me since we were six years old and she's still one of my best friends to date. Uh, really cool entomologist.
0: Hmm. Casual.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She works for the Smithsonian museum. So it's pretty cool. And, um, yeah. So basically, um, after that, it was just a little bit better because I was like clinging onto her a lot, but, Yeah, I never was friends with too many people at a time. It was mostly, like, very, very small groups of people.
0: Well, you are an introvert, so I guess that makes sense. You keep it close to home. Mm -hmm. Very selective. Yeah. I feel honored. (laughs) Um, And, uh, well, if you were always the freaky art kid, then maybe this question doesn't seem so crazy but what what was the journey to becoming a tattoo artist specifically because I know that you didn't major in tattooing in college not that that's even a thing but
1: so while I was in design school uh, in 2011 I decided that I needed a break Um, and I was dating um, someone at the time that came to New York to study sound engineering and I decided that I was just going to come to New York and work and just take a break from school. And then he bought me a machine and then I got hooked. Started uh, tattooing on pig skin and then my roommate at the time was my first skinny pig. And her tattoo still looks great to this day. So it's pretty cool. And, um... I tattooed her husband, and then I went on. I went back home and, like, in, back to Columbia, because I was to deal with my father. That I would finish school and I would graduate and I would have a degree.
0: Conservative.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and um, I went on to tattoo uh, family and friends back home. Finally graduated. Came back to New York City. Started tattooing in restaurants, which is uh, part of my family's business. And I kind of got sidetracked and a little lost until a really good friend of mine that was one of my managers um, at the time when I was working at a hotel, he was like, Adriana, you need a creative outlet. And that just like stuck with me and it hit me really, really hard. And immediately I was like, oh my God, I need to go back into tattooing.
0: Um, so you've been tattooing professionally since 2014, um, and you no longer live in New York, but you do spend a lot of time there. Um, where are the different places that you travel to
1: tattoo? So I mainly just go back and forth between New Orleans and New York city, but, um, I do visit Atlanta at least twice a year because my brother lives there. And I also, um, trying to go to Vancouver at least. Once a year, uh, because I was there last year for the first time, absolutely loved it. Uh, I tattooed at liquid amber tattoo in Gastown. Uh, It's just a fantastic fantastic tattoo shop, and I just loved my time there, and I definitely want to see more of the city. Anna is joining me this year, so very excited.
0: And who's Anna?
1: (laughs) My partner. (laughs) She lives in New York City.
0: Yeah, and how did you two meet?
1: Tinder. (laughs)
0: So romantic, yes. <laughs> always with Tinder, As lesbians and Tinder. It's a thing. Yeah, Anna's actually really cool. Shout out to Anna. Maybe she'll be a guest on this podcast at some point in the future. And if, Anna, you're not considering it, well, now's the time to consider it. So what are three words you would use to positively describe yourself?
1: I would say the first one would be creative. I think that's a word that has almost, like, been, like, put on me my entire life. And I guess I'm a Gemini, so, yes, I am creative.
0: This podcast, folks, is going to have Zodiac signs in every episode. That is pretty much a promise. So if you have a problem with the Zodiac, this is not the podcast for you.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um... I would have to say kind. I try to be really nice to everyone because it's not my place to judge where people come from or you know where they've been or what they've done because what matters is who they are now. So that is something that I pretty much learned just from growing up in Colombia, and um, it's something that I took from living in Colombia for my entire life, that you just have to be kind to every single person. In Colombia, and specifically in Bogota, but this is pretty much all over, um, there's a stratification system that's supposed to help people uh, afford their utilities. So it's numbered one through six, one pays the least or like the cheapest utilities and six pays the most amount of utilities and like the most amount of taxes. And that is based on the neighborhood that you live in. This created a huge like socioeconomic divide and almost like a caste system because you're not really allowed... Not, like, allowed, but, like, it's really frowned upon to socialize outside from your number. People have different cultures. They have different accents. Different way of carrying themselves. Talking. um, You know, dressing. And I never liked being limited to, make friends and get to know people just because you know we made different amounts of money and vice versa people feeling like they couldn't talk to me because my family or like my parents made more money than them or something like that and it was really frustrating to be limited because I just wanted to get to know all these people and it just wasn't happening And it made me realize how wrong that was. Mm -hmm. So I like to be kind to everybody. And yeah, just I don't really care about where people came from. I care who they are right now. That's what I want to appreciate.
0: Do you think that New York was liberating for you?
1: Oh, my God. (laughs) Yes, it was. I was finally free to be myself and to make friends and to... I was exposed to like people from all over the world and it was just so exciting to get to meet people at their level and feel like they're meeting me at my level and feel like I wasn't judged and feel like I just could wear whatever I wanted without people like, you know, looking at me weird and staring at me and just, oh my god, it was the best thing.
0: You're encouraged to be a goth vampire in New York, huh?
1: Or walk around in my pajamas, or, like, it it doesn't matter. Like, just, you can just be whatever you want to be. It's, oh, it was amazing.
0: Do you feel that way in New Orleans?
1: Yeah, it's just a little bit different in New Orleans. I definitely feel like you're, like, you can be wherever you want to be in New Orleans for sure. Um, I'm just in a different place in my life right now. So it definitely feels a little different, but, uh, my wardrobe makes a lot more sense down here. <laughs> it sure does
0: amongst <laughs> all the cemeteries and yeah. the spooky haunted, uh, streets. Um, yeah, I feel like you fit into the decor of New Orleans <laughs> yes. for sure. You could be a decoration anywhere you go. Um, You uh, only gave me two words, so do you have a third? Um,
1: Realistic.
0: I would agree with that.
1: Yes. (laughs) Um, I feel like I've been misinterpreted my entire life as being a person who's negative. When I feel like I've always just been realistic and people just don't like reality because reality sometimes is crude and raw and people don't like to face it. But I don't feel like reality has to be something negative. But yeah, if I, you need a reality check, um, you're a gal.
0: Hashtag Geminis. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you're uh an extremely balanced person based on my own experience, knowing you for the past five and some change years. Um, And I feel like you've kind of always been that way. You've certainly grown into it. Um, We ebb and flow as we age, but how do you practice staying balanced and serene on a a day-to-day basis?
1: I mean, I do suffer from a lot of, anxiety, um, but it's very internalized.
0: Oh, so you're just pushing everything down.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I think it's just, like, generalized anxiety. I, li- I live with it, like, I think pretty much my entire life. Um, but for the most part, I just... I guess I just try to... See things as they are and not try to blow them out of proportion and know that I have a good support system if anything actually bad were to happen so I guess I feel really safe Um, I'm I've been extremely blessed with you know financial stability um also because I'm a workaholic and I work my ass off uh you know I I'm never not doing something but yeah I guess like the major things in my life like you know having a job and having like a roof over my head and stuff like that you know have never pretty much been an issue so I feel like that definitely helped with giving me like a more stable serene state of mind
0: I feel like your dad used to have some really wise words around serenity and choice and like balance yes and I would love if you could talk about him a bit and also share some of the things that he used to tell you that you still use yeah
1: his main teaching that I always, always live by is: uno se hace su propio ambiente. That you create your own vibe, which is the best translation that I can come up with. Ambiente is like, you know, like ambiance, it's more like lingo, but it basically translates to: you make, you, you create your own vibe. So, if you want to be happy, then you're gonna be happy if you're if you want to be miserable you're gonna make yourself miserable so it mainly applies or like i apply it, like when i'm going out with friends or i'm gonna always strive to have a good time and to enjoy whatever i can enjoy um, you know i don't like crowds and i don't like people and I don't, but i try to find things that i will enjoy and, like, I try to force myself to have a good time, and then I usually end up having a really good time.
0: Yeah, you can be warmed up into it, for yes, sure.
1: exactly. Mm-hmm.
0: Taking that introvert energy. Um, and who was your dad?
1: So, my dad, uh, he was a really, really great dad, very involved, and he just wanted to teach me about everything, and... He was the one who always answered all of my questions, an extremely brilliant human being, uh, knew about photography and about rocks and geology and agronomy and... um, He um, suffered an illness when he was young, so he had a small deformity in his right leg So, he was never able to actually be in the army when he was young, and uh, that really hurt him because he really, really wanted to be like his dad. Uh, My grandpa was a colonel in the army in Colombia. My dad really wanted to follow in his footsteps, and he was never able to. But when he was about 40 years old, he decided that he wanted to be part of a reserve, an officer in the artillery. And it was like his dream come true. That's when we found out that he had cancer. And that's the reason that we found out that he had cancer because he had to go through all of these medical um, like exams and stuff like that to get into the reserve program. So he had to have half of his lung removed, which left him disabled uh with the lack of oxygen he needed to be hooked up to oxygen like pretty much 24 7. so yeah he had a lot of issues with mobility but he never stopped you know like he was physically impaired but his mind was still there so he was still doing everything he could for the army and for his country and for his family he held on to life for 14 years after he got diagnosed because of my mom and I.
0: Yeah, I I feel like in some weird way when you love people um, and you have a close friendship like we do, like you, you, you in some je- small way, you feel like you almost know them, even if you've never known them. And I feel like I get to know him through knowing you. And that's always been pretty incredible because he he really does sound like he was an incredible person. So I happen to know something about you that not everybody does uh, and that's that you have a bit a bit of an obsession with garbage. (laughs) Um, Can you explain why you love garbage so much?
1: Yeah so uh, we do have to clarify that we are talking about garbage the band (laughs) that's fair um yeah um 1998 was the time when i heard the song special on mtv and i loved the song so much that i ran downstairs to get a notepad so that i could wait till the end of the song when You know the name of the band and then the song would appear so that i could write it down so that i could get my mom to buy me the cd this was nine-year-old adriana and they've been my favorite band ever since i feel like it was the first band that i actually really liked instead of you know just liking something because like everyone else was listening to it and because all of my friends were listening to like Britney Spears and the Backstreet Three Boys. I'm like...
0: Hey, they're great too.
1: <laughs> I mean, they were their own thing, but Garbage <laughs> was the first band that like, I actually really, really enjoyed. Yeah, it was my lifelong dream to meet Shirley Manson, and I actually got to do that a couple years ago. It was insane. One of my clients is friends with Uh, the lead guitarist's daughter and uh, he got us backstage passes and I got to you know get VIP seats and go backstage after this show and I got to meet Charlie Manson and that was top of my bucket list and that was really weird well done
0: (laughs) well done I was
1: like how do like where do I go from here
0: (laughs) i've peaked i've peaked (laughs) before i'm 30 (laughs) um we'll use the photo of you with shirley manson as the podcast photo so that everyone can reference your insane smiling face um yeah yeah, one of
1: the few times when i actually show emotion on my face oh
0: yeah it's it's a big smile i i really enjoy that picture um yeah, and I and I feel like Shirley Manson as a person you've expressed really speaks to you in a lot of different ways. Um, I feel like she's a badass like you are, um, and she's definitely a hardcore feminist. But is there anything specifically that like really makes you feel drawn to her besides her makeup?
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I feel like my taste for garbage has evolved you know at the beginning it was like oh I just like the way that this sounds because I didn't even speak English at the time or I didn't understand it very well so the songs were just about you know the way that they sounded but as I grew up I started understanding what they were saying but really I just I still listen to the songs to this day and they still mean something different, or, like, they don't become relevant in my life until a certain point. Um, so it's, it's cool to, like, rediscover them in different ways and to understand, like, what they were trying to say and, like, how much they were really ahead of their time in the way that they were thinking. Like, understanding a lot of their songs were about being queer, about being trans, about you know like being androgynous Mm -hmm. and uh i just you know she's beautiful and she's really cool but she's such an amazing and kind soul she's such a fighter yeah she's like you know an amazing inspiration
0: she's aligned with your be kind to all mission yes exactly good role model
1: She's uh a, a little bit more fiery, but uh
0: I'd she's... call you pretty fiery. <laughs> <laughs> I think you just hide it.
1: No, she's definitely like an activist and I love the work that she does and you know, the what she stands for. So
0: When you hear the words real connection, what do you think it means?
1: It's like how your brains are vibrating at the same frequency and you just like click and understand each other
0: do you feel like you've made real connections in your life
1: oh absolutely
0: and what does that feel like
1: oh it feels like freedom for so long I feel I felt like trapped in my brain because I felt like I was an outsider and I didn't feel understood so when you finally find someone who like understands you at like your deepest levels it's incredible it's completely liberating and validating
0: do you believe in fate
1: in a way yes i definitely believe that we have a greater purpose that we have to connect with and find and almost like you have to evolved into your better self. In order to get there?
0: Do you think that has to do with destiny or is that something different?
1: I feel like I've had like a couple moments in my life when something made so much sense that it felt like we were destined to meet or I felt like I was destined to be somewhere um I definitely believe that you can also manifest a lot of the things that you want, a lot of the things that you need, and a lot of the things that you don't know that you need. Like, you can definitely attract them to yourself and make things happen for yourself. So I definitely believe that even if there is a destiny, you always have you know, a little bit of control over it as well.
0: I meant to ask you before, what was, what's one of your favorite tattoos that you've ever worked on? And did it have to do with the art or the person or a combination of the two?
1: Oh, this is like picking between one of your children. <laughs> it's so hard to pick just one. Um, it depends. Um, there's pieces that they're great because you didn't know that they were going to be great and then they turned out so amazing Um, in terms of like the art there's also tattoos that you know the art wasn't really let's say like it wasn't my best or it wasn't like where I wanted to take my style to but the appointment was amazing, I got to meet amazing people, and, like, I got to make that connection with people, and, like, again, like, the real connections that we are talking about. Um, one of my, I guess, favorite appointments that generally comes to mind is my client Sasha Siegel, who's a yoga instructor, and she went to school for theater, and, you know, she came to New York, and, you know, tried to make it like you know many many people who are into acting and to support herself she ended up becoming a yoga instructor and actually discovered that that's what she wants to do with her life because that's the way that she has the most impact on others and you know positive impact on people's lives and she absolutely loves it and like wants to dedicate herself to it and We were talking about how your dreams evolve as you grow up and as you diversify in the things that you want to do and how that is not a failure you know like some people make us think that like our parents for example you went to school for something And now you're doing something else. Why
0: aren't you a lawyer or a doctor? (laughs) Yeah.
1: When in reality, I feel like as long as you're being able to support yourself and as long as you're trying to make yourself happy, then you are already succeeding at life. And uh, yeah, we just had that amazing conversation and that's been one of the most impactful uh, tattoo sessions I've ever had like her tattoo was beautiful it just you know it's not exactly like where i wanted to like take my style at the time because it was more like watercolor-esque and i'm trying to go towards more a bit of a like realism um and you know we were both really happy with how the tattoo came out
0: and uh your body is covered in tattoos do you have a favorite
1: well, I guess my favorite has always been my little cousin. It that's on my arm. Of course. <laughs> um, one I've... of
0: one of two or three Adams family characters that are on your body. <laughs> uh,
1: two right now. Okay,
0: for now. <laughs> Plus spider webs. Yes. <laughs> um, and who tattooed that on your body?
1: Uh, oh, that was my friend Daisy. Uh, we were learning how to tattoo together when back in two thousand and fourteen.
0: Way back when. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we brought it all the way back to MTV. So, MTV's come up in a couple of my podcast sessions now. So I guess that's because of the age group that we're in. That we're still like, this was relevant for a time. Yes. Do not forget. Never forget Carson Daly. <laughs> Adriana, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. I loved everything you had to say. Per usual, talking to you is always a pleasure. I'm so glad you're in my life. I love you. And I love living with you. And I'm so glad you moved down to New Orleans. But I'm sure New York misses you. It's a good thing you visit all the time.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: (laughs) In case you'd like to follow Adriana on Instagram... Her Instagram handle is at Adriana Hallow, all one word. That's H A L L O W. You can look at all of her beautiful art online. It's a fantastic time. I highly recommend it. In order to join the I Love You Insert Name community, all you have to do is insert your name in the blank space. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook at I L Y Insert Name or on our website, I L Y Insert Until later, just remember you exist. You matter, and I love you.